Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, an entrepreneur's podcast. We are so excited today to have a guest on the show, my husband, Andy Bondurant. And we've uh, organized this really well today so that he doesn't actually have a mic to talk into unless I want him to because we're sharing mics. So Andy, are you happy to be here? (laughs) Yes, I am. She's sharing the mic with me now. (laughs) Yes, I am. So I want to give a little introduction and then I'll actually let go of the mic and let Andy hold it, which could be very dangerous because then I won't get to talk unless I unless I run over to Aubrey's side. But we are so excited to have Andy here today. And he has been a pastor. He has been a an organization leader. He has been a speaker. He's been a blogger. He's been even for one year a stay at home dad. Uh, He started other uh, organizations and and businesses. And so we wanted to have him on today to help us as entrepreneurs. So I'm going to hand that mic over to you and let you talk while with Aubrey for a minute. Awesome. So yeah, I'm so excited to have you here today, Andy. And part of that is the history and how long I've actually known Andy. And so I have known him since I was a little kid, actually. Um, He used to be the children's pastor. We never crossed over, so I wasn't at the church while he was there, but all my friends did. And I remember them talking about Andy Vondurant, Pastor Andy Vondurant being the coolest person ever. And to the point where they would come over to my house and they'd be like, we need a guy so that he can pretend like he's Andy. And (laughs) this is my memory. Like this was like the first time I ever heard about Andy. It was like being a kid and, um, you know, having to have a guy pretend like they were Andy, like the cool guy. So obviously I hold him with high esteem and regard and I really respect him. And so I actually um, brought it up to Kaya and I was like, we need to have Andy. People listen to him and they care what he has to say. So, um, Andy, welcome. Wow. (laughs) That's, that's, um, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that? (laughs) No, those are all brand new things. I did not know. Uh, there's also a lot of weight that people are going to have to listen now. So you're out there, you're going to have to listen to me. (laughs) That's right. So Andy, tell us what you are doing now. What got you to where you are today? Okay. So right now I am a pastor. I'm an associate pastor at the church that we grew up in and I am, my title is connections pastor. So I oversee small groups and I oversee pastoral care, like hospital visits, things like that. And then some leadership things. And we can go the long story of how I got to where I'm at, or we can do kind of a shorter version. It's up to you guys. And Kai doesn't have the microphone, so she doesn't get to answer this. (laughs) Um, yeah. How about the abridged version of the long story? The abridged version <laughs> of the long story. Okay. So coming out of high school, I thought that I wanted to be a elementary school teacher. And so I thought, well, it'd be a good idea if I had some experience working with kids. So um, the church that we grew up in uh, was really large at the time. And I approached our children's pastor and just asked him to volunteer. Like, you know, Sunday mornings, help with kids. And he saw something in me more than I saw in myself. And he actually offered me a job. And that's actually how I got involved in kids ministry. And so I went from thinking I was going to be a school teacher to I'll be a children's pastor. So I went to our local Nazarene college here that just happens to be here in town. And uh, we're not Nazarene, but um, went to school there, got a degree in ministry. 
And right out of college, Kai and I went to a local inner city mission here in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, and we did a bus ministry for a couple of years. From there, I actually moved to be the children's pastor at the church we grew up in, Cross Points Church in Shawnee. So I did ministry for about 10 years, and then at a kind of one point, uh, Kai and her mom, they were talking about starting a, uh, a business for photographers. They had the idea for the business, but they didn't really necessarily have someone to run it. So I was like, I just kind of threw it out there and they said, that's a great idea. So we collectively, her, her mom and dad and Kai and I, we all started this business for high school senior portrait photographers. And then we also kind of did another side business on top of that, selling backgrounds to photographers. We did that for about five years and there was a lot of ups and a lot of downs and uh, a lot of crazy things that we can talk about or not talk about. Um, but uh, I kind of transitioned out of working with that. Um, working with family can be really hard. And that was one of the things that we learned in that process. And so that was kind of the year of being a stay at home dad. And uh, Kai and I talked, I did blogging, um, trying to make it into a business and we we're like, okay, we're going to give it a year. If it really starts to make money, great. If not, we'll figure it out. At the end of that year, uh, my friend, David Jones, who had become the lead pastor at cross points, he asked me to come on staff with him and be the children's pastor. The uh, old children's pastor was leaving. He asked me to step in and take his place. And I said, no, uh, I'd had no interest in going back into kids ministry. God had other plans. Yeah, just a quick story about that is um, I was like, no, but I'll, I'll pray about it. And so if you're a spiritual person and you're listening to this and you say, I'll pray about it, <laughs> but you you want the answer to be something, that's a dangerous thing to do to yourself. And so I was literally on the back porch of our house and I was praying about it and like God spoke, which does not happen very often in my life. I don't say that very often, but um, I just heard really clearly three things that I was supposed to do. And so I took the job and transitioned out of being the kids pastor out of that type of ministry about two or three years ago, right around the COVID breakdown. And so here I am doing what I'm doing now. Was that a short enough version? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And of course I had to get the mic back. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting just to hear you talk about the different stages because to me, the time that you were out of ministry and uh, in business seems so big and maybe because you also continue to do other entrepreneurial things uh, once you stepped back into ministry with like selling t-shirts and things like that but I feel like you have always been alongside me and heard what I was doing and had just you've you've spoken into my businesses all the way through too besides you know what you know what you when you were actually in business you were also a partner to someone who was in business and giving advice and going through all the steps too definitely yeah I have watched you I think watched you do business and have lots of thoughts and opinions of all the good things and the bad things. I guess tell us a little bit more, more about that from someone who has watched the photography industry and been in so many different industries from afar or being directly in it over the last 20, 25 years. What do you think of it? What Or what advice do you have for photographers specifically? So when I was in business with Kai and her family, we worked with high school senior portrait photographers. So 
and my job was really to be the voice um, and kind of the day in day out of the business. So Kai and her mom were running a photography studio. Um, her dad had a had a um, furniture business. So I was really the person talking to photographers every single day. And you know, the one thing that I would say about the photography industry is you need to know what you want out of it. Um, so some people treat photography like a hobby. Some people treat it like a side hustle. Some people treat it like a career. In other words, just like a job that they have. Um, and some people treat it like a business. And I think any one of those is fine, but you have to define what you want it to be. So in other words, if you're treating it like a side hustle, but you want it to be a career or a business, you need to stop treating it like a side hustle and treat it like, treat it like a, a career or a business. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that would be like the one thing that I remember talking to photographers over and over and over and over. And so a lot of times they were just afraid to make the jump from this is kind of the side thing that I do. I have a full-time job and I want it to make this my business where I'm actually the thing that pays the bills, all the bills in my house. Some people are like, they are just totally fine. And I think it's fine, right? If you are like, my spouse has a great job and you know, that really pays a lot of our bills and definitely takes care of like, you know, maybe they get benefits from that job. And so this is just kind of something that's supplemental income. That's great. But understand what it is and treat it like what it is. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you said something, I'm peeking at your notes here, and you, it says, do you want to love the art of photography or the art of business? I think that's really good. I Can you expand on that? Well, yeah, I think that, so one of the things that I saw from a lot of people was that they would love photography as an art as opposed to really paying attention to the business side of it. So I'll say this, like if you really, really wanna make money at photography, you need to do volume. And that is where the business side comes in, right? The more volume you do, the more you're gonna make money. So to me, like that's the art of business. How am I gonna grow and expand this photography business, or you're just like, I really love photography. And so I'm going to make work on the art of photography and figure out how I s make money doing that. Yeah. So, you know, this is a question for like, what advice do you have for photographers? But I feel like you've been there through, for a lot of photographers, you've been there uh, for them throughout their businesses. You know, like you've helped people when they've started, you've talked to them when they're ending it, you've talked to them through hard things. Just recently you were at an event and like worked on really hard things with people. So I, I just feel like as, as we're getting older, you are, <laughs> <laughs> I am not the one with gray hair. Let me be clear. <laughs> we're going to post a picture just to be, just <laughs> I just don't have hair. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but uh, as we're getting older, I, f I feel like, and I know you do too, that everything that we've been through, we've been through for a reason and we've been through it to ultimately help other people. And I know you're doing that in all different parts of your life. But like, what would you say to help uh, entrepreneurs and photographers? Like, what advice would you give? 
Wow, that's really broad. <laughs> I know. And I maybe it might be our next question, but I feel like you're helping people walk walk through hard, some hard situations. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, so I was just literally talking to a lady totally unrelated to the photography world, church, and she was just kind of, not in a weird way, but just kind of telling me, spilling her life to me. Just her last year, you know, she's lost her job and her sister and her are kind of on the outs and um, broke up with a boyfriend and just, you know, hard things. And I think one of the things in life that I've learned is that there are seasons. Like, I think your question was, like, how do you, when do you know it's time to walk away from a business or a job or something in life? And, you know, there are exceptions to this, but I think there are seasons in life and it's okay to be like for me there are things that I've done and I'm like that was a season um and now it's a new season in my life so I'll I'll just give it for instance so you know I was really working hard on after going back into ministry like building this blog and building a following I just determined that it was taking too much time and um I wanted at that time you know our boys were young and I was coaching and I wanted to put my effort and energy into that. And I knew that that season was going to be over and it really were in exiting that season in our lives. So I was like, I'm going to stop pouring my energy into this thing that I do think it has importance, but it's a season that I can pick up at any time in my life, as opposed to that season that I had with our boys, that was a finite amount of time. And now it's ending like literally right now it's ending. And so I can begin picking those things back up. Yeah. And we have a question that we'll ask in a little bit about what the, you know, your future goals and ideas are. And I, I can't wait to hear that, but I think it's so good. And it's interesting because we've just watched people, you know, do so many different things and kind of flounder. You know, I feel like a lot of times like entrepreneurs are just like, what do I do? I don't know. You know, and they don't really have anyone to talk to. And one of the things that I feel like for me, I've always had you to talk to. And then I have Aubrey to talk to, which is kind of why we're doing this podcast, because we're podcasting about whatever we're talking about at the time. Um, but I, I see you have something else on your notes here, too. And you so I'm cheating w- looking at my notes, well, which is fine. We don't want to miss anything. <laughs> it's good stuff. And we want to we want to hear it. I, I I just feel like you have I've watched you talk into people's lives and make a difference for them. And so I think it's really cool. I want to be able to. Uh, offer that to our podcast listeners too. So yeah, I think, are you talking about we're not defined by a moment in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of times when we, as an entrepreneur, you start a lot of things. You try a lot of things, which means you're going to fail at a lot of things. Um, And I think a lot of times we tend to view our failures as not a moment, but as who we are, like, okay, I failed at this thing that I started, and that's not a moment in time, that defines who I am. But the reality is the thing that failed, that was a moment in time, or even if it's a mistake that I've made in my life, that's a moment in time that doesn't define who I am. Does that make sense? So, so like, literally I was just listening to this song this morning, I I was writing, and I was listening to this song, and that's the lyrics that were um, not the defined by a moment, but the next things that I'm going to say is, God is not done with me yet, 
right? And that's what he kept singing over. It was like he was singing it over us, over me. God is not done with me yet. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do, right? So from a Christian perspective, from a spiritual perspective, we're not defined by these moments because um, God's not done with me yet, right? The story that I'm telling, the story that I'm living isn't over and God has more for me. And who am I to say what God's going to do in the next, you know, I'm almost 50 years old. I'll be 50 this year. In the next 30 to 40 years that I have to live, who knows? Who am I to tell God what he can do in that time frame? Wow, that's good. <laughs> it's cool because I think I'm in this process of starting a bunch of things. Like I'm trying to have these seven streams of income and start as many businesses as possible while I'm still single and young. And literally just in the past couple of days, I've been like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this where I'm supposed to be? You know, and I have had already a business that's failed or didn't work out. And I just keep asking God, like, is this, how do I, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is how do I know when to keep going with something or when to let it go and call it a failure or a, um, something I learned from? I think that's really hard. I don't think that there's there's an answer. Um, I will say this. There are times, that I so in my notes here, it says consistency compounds. And probably the one thing that I look back on and am like, I wish I would have stuck with a few things a little bit longer because consistency compounds, right? This is the idea of compounding interest, right? You you make money on the money that you've made money on, right? That's what yeah. compounding interest is. And so I think that consistency is the same way. It's the day after day, but it's not even the day after day, it's the year after year and the decade after decade where things really begin to grow. So I guess all that to say is, I think it's just like you only have so much time, right? So mm -hmm. seven streams of income. I'm like, wow, well, like if it was me, with that concept, I think you can only do one. I'm, I'm assuming that the idea is that you, it's, uh, what do they call that, right? Where it's income that is passive income, yes, right? Yep. So you create these passive streams of passive income. You got to start the one, right? You can't do all seven at the same time. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The idea, we'll actually do a podcast on it hopefully soon, but it's that you have an investment somewhere and then you have like maybe in stocks and then you're investing in property and then you have like a side hustle and then you have your main hustle and, and then it just kind of breaks down from there. But right now I'm in this part where I'm working on my side hustles and it's like, you know, that's kind of what um, made me think of that question and made me be like, am, am I even supposed to be putting this energy into these? Yeah, I think, well, you know, the thing is, is that you are young, right? And you do have time and you get the opportunity. You got, uh, Kai was telling me you guys were talking about the word agency, right? You have the ability to choose. You have the agency to choose what it is that you do with your time right now. You know, let's say that you get married in a few years and you start having children. You don't have that agency at that point, right? Yeah. Because your your husband is going to demand so much time out of you. Your children are going to demand so much time out of you. And so, right, you just lose that sense. You have agency, but you lose some control over the time that you have in your life. And, you know, that's some of the reason that I made the choices that I made was that I chose to invest into my boys because the consistency 
of the day after day, the year after year of being in their lives, I believe and hope is going to compound into long-term relationship, both with them together and me with them, you know, into the years to come. Yeah. I love that. And that really helps me personally even put it into perspective. And I know we have a lot of um, listeners of all ages, but a lot of my peers too, that are in similar places to me. And so one of the things um, that I'm taking away from this is it's probably good to compound my consistency and my consistency will compound. And uh, while I am still young and single, it sounds like I'm doing probably what I'm supposed to be doing. But for you, since you are in this phase of life, what, what's coming? What's next? Where do you see yourself? I don't know. That's a really, really good question. Um, so, uh, I don't have all the answers by any means, but, uh, you know, I said our youngest is a freshman in high school. And so our next old youngest is a senior in high school. So we're kind of entering a new phase in life where, Everyone's going to be out of high school. You know, our kids are moving through college or the next phase in their life. Um, they always seem to come back home. That's what we found so far. I know. I thought you were going to say everyone's going to be out of the house. And I was like, uh, I think that's wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but even back in the house, it's much different than they are when they're in high school and the needs and the things that they want. So I think I'm just kind of exploring what that means. But I think, you know, we've talked about kind of I've talked about uh, ri- me writing Uh, maybe speaking some around other places, traveling more, I think ministry, but I don't know if ministry is always going to look like a church experience. Um, Maybe it will be always some church, but it's less church and more other things as well. I don't really have this like real picture in my head, um, but I think it's going to change. Maybe not in five years, but in the next 10 years for sure. And do you think that you will go back and do anything like entrepreneurial, like start any businesses? I don't know. I don't have like this burning desire to start a business, like a specific thing, but I could see, you know, I mean, a lot of people that are quote unquote speakers or authors, right? They make that a business of some sort. Yeah. I th- yeah. So I could see maybe, or even turning Again, I don't have anything in specific in mind, but maybe a training or coaching coaching or something like that into yeah, business type. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone if they were starting a new business or what advice would you give yourself if you're if you decide to go that direction? Well, I think I said it earlier is I think giving yourself grace because the odds are and you I think we always enter into thinking, well, the odds say that this whatever I'm going to do is fail or I'm going to succeed. And we're always like, well, I'm not that person. I'm not the 80%. I'm the 20%. I think it's like 80% of all businesses fail like within five years or something like that. And so I think we always assume that I won't be, I'm the 20%, not the 80%, but I think it's okay to be the 80%. And it doesn't mean you're again, mean you're a failure. And I think that there's something about learning, right? taking everything that you're doing, you're learning. And it's all going to, I heard we, you and I, Kaya, follow this guy named Kerry Newhoff. And he, I read in a book that he wrote, this is several years ago that whenever he wrote it, and he said something about like entering into your fifties, like, like you can just begin to see 
clearly. Like everything begins to open up and it's really difficult to describe, but I'm really resonating with what he says in that statement, that life is so much more clear to me. Not like I see everything ahead of me, but it's just understanding the principles of life, I think began working in my head a lot better. I, I don't know if, even, I don't even remember what your question was, but I just started rambling. I, everything you said was sounded so good though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my question was, what advice would you give people? And you were saying, you, you know, or give yourself and as if you were starting a new business. And so you're saying that you feel just so much more clarity from, because you started businesses at lots of different ages mm-hmm. and you, some of them did really well. Some of them, you, and, and at this point you're not doing any of them, but you, you know, stopped doing them for different reasons. Um, but now if you started something new, like what, what would you, or if, if people are listening to this and they're like, what should I start? You know, cause Aubrey's talking about seven streams of income. There are things that we're starting that we're just now doing. So from this point of clarity from your <laughs> venerable age, what, uh, what advice would you give there? Yeah, I don't have a great answer, I guess, but what I would say is that it's hard. It's going to be hard and it's going to be scary and it's going to be fun and it'll also be lonely and it's challenging, uh, but it's also possible, right? And I think walking into that experience, knowing all of those things, that it will be hard, that it'll be lonely, that it'll be scary, that it's fun, that's challenging, and you're going to experience the range of emotions and feelings and that's okay. Yeah. I really appreciate that you're addressing that side of it. Um, because a lot of people that do have the personality type, that's like, I want to start this business and this business and this business. We don't always think about it logistically or think about the odds. And so uh, I like that, but Andy, with um, you being here today and us talking to entrepreneurs and photographers, is there anything else that you want to say or that you feel like would be valuable to our audience? Wow, I wasn't ready for this question. I think that I tend to be a glass half full type person. And, you know, if you read the news, like right now, right, where there's economic concern and there's worry and there's fear Um, but I think that it's a great time to start a business I think it's a great time to try new things Um, I think it's always is right like there's always going to be challenges whether they're you know outside influences you know pressuring us or internal things that are in our own lives pressuring us but I think that it's a really great time to try things. And yeah, you might fail, but that doesn't define who you are. It just gives you opportunities to learn for the next thing that you're gonna do. Yeah, that's great. Awesome, well we um, have loved having you today, Andy, and we really appreciate you taking time out and coming in today to record with us. Um, And to the listeners out there, we appreciate you. And as usual, please go and follow us on social media and DM us if you have any questions or any ideas of what you would like to hear us talk about. Thanks for listening to From Nothing to Profit.